Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yo, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at it once again for the All Angels podcast for the uh, month of May review pretty much. It's been about a month since I've done this podcast and last time I did it I was joined by Daniel Garcia from Halo Haven and I once again am joined with Daniel Garcia. Daniel, thanks for jumping on man. Thank you, no problem. Alright, so you heard it there via the, uh, the audio clip provided by MLB.com on the YouTube channel. Albert Pujols hit number 600. Becoming the ninth member of the 600th Home Run Club, the ninth player in Major League history to ever do so. He uh, joins a very uh, uh, a good list, but controversial list. You got A-Rod on there. You have Barry Bonds. Go on. Sammy, I think, is on there, too. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, the man, you know, Albert Pujols has never been linked to any of that, really. And so... Congratulations on Albert Pujols. Daniel, you almost saw it happen. <laughs> yeah. Didn't quite get to, to experience it. Yeah, well, um, you know, me and my fiance, we already had tickets for Friday and Sunday previously. Well, luckily, we were able to get off of work early enough to be like, you know, let's just take a ride down to the Anaheim and just see what happens because we're going to be there anyways this weekend. So let's try to, let's try to, you know, catch it before it happens. So we go Thursday, you know, it doesn't happen. We will Friday doesn't happen. Saturday we have a family, you know, family occasion. So we're like, you know, we'll just, you know, maybe we'll hit it Sunday when uh when it's the afternoon game and it's a little bit lighter out and the ball carries a little more. But then uh, we're at the family thing and uh I get an update on my phone saying, you know, Albert hit six hundred and I did <laughs> all I did was out said out loud was like he did it. And she knew exactly what I was talking about. I didn't have to say anything else. She was like, Wow, really? I'm like, Yeah. And all week leading up to it, we're like, watch, he's going to do it Saturday. Watch, he's going to do it Saturday. Just the way, you know, some stuff goes. Like, you try so hard, and then the one day you don't go, it's, it happens. That seems to be the – and you told me in the text message, he said, watch him hit it Saturday. Almost kind of <laughs> – Yeah, almost called the shot. Yeah. Um, our good friend Chris was there. Chris, the curator. Yeah. Johnson was like, what, a couple feet away from yeah, it? Yeah, he said he was about, you know, five or six people away. He, he His trip, too, was last minute. He's like, yeah – my father-in-law hit me up and asked me if I wanted to go, and he went. I was like, oh, oh. dude, good luck. And, yeah, sure enough, he he, tell, he uh, texts me right afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like five people away from the whole uh, the whole scrum. Yeah, and if you go, <laughs> I posted on my Facebook. For those of you who follow me, I posted uh, the Albert Pujols 600 home run. It's a Zach Campbell YouTube video. And uh, you could see Chris in there uh, with this Halo Haven flannel. Um so President didn't jump in there to try to get yeah. get it, but uh, I'm sure by the time he saw, there was probably like a dog pile of people. Oh, definitely. Uh, but definitely a great moment for anyone who was in, ten- in attendance. I was at a, brewer- a brewery in in Yucaipa called Brew Kaipa, and they were showing the game on on TV. It was too loud; they didn't have the audio. But 
I looked up and I just happened to say, you know what, let me look at his at bat real quick. And sure enough, he hit it. And I was the only one in there jumping up and down. But uh, yeah, uh, but it was a great experience probably for the people that were there. So um, like I said before, he hit his 500th as an angel, 600th as an angel. Uh, hopefully he gets his 3,000th soon here. He'll be an angel. Uh, the majority of his things he did in St. Louis, obviously. But uh, when he signed that contract, I think that's what a lot of St. Louis fans had said. Like, all, everything he he's, every milestone he's going to reach, it's going to be in an angel uniform. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great career. So that was a big news recently. But other than that, the other big news was bad news was Mike Trout, the greatest player, the, the best player in baseball. Uh, out six to eight weeks with the what torn ligament or in his thumb, yeah, yeah, and his thumb surgery was needed. He had surgery. I guess he started rehab a couple of days ago. Yeah, he, um, he said in an interview that he's shooting for All Star break. Either, and I mean, as an athlete, you would always try to shoot for probably before the recommended time, just right. because they want to get out there. But more realistically, it would probably be a couple of weeks after the All Star. Yeah, because that seems like right around the corner. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. You know, and. Like like you've told me, uh, had the Angels as soon as Mike Trout went down, the the, the run production has not been there as, as few games here and there. Yeah, it's it's going to happen, but the consistent uh, presence in the lineup that Mike Trout brings to the table is not there. And what ends up happening now is, like you said, uh, Daniel, you said had the Angels not been playing the Braves, yeah. our record would probably be like one and whatever. Yeah, you know, uh, since Mike Trout. Yeah. Like since the Trout injury happened, we're like three and five. But like, like I was telling you earlier, the Braves game, yeah. that um, the one that Cologne started, the second game of the series, he, yeah, you look at his line, he's like, oh, nine runs, great. But then you look at the line a little bit deeper, and two of them were earned. Yeah. You know, and they scored nine run, nine runs on two earned runs, just because you know the bad news Bears came out for right. an inning or two and opens the floodgates for more yeah, runs. Yeah, and the same thing on, on the next day too when they played that, that Wednesday. It was a 2-1 to one game, Angels won, which is great. You want to try to get them any way you can at this point. But it's, uh, I think there was two errors that led to both runs on that on that one yeah, too. Yeah, on and the third baseman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be obviously the, you know, we were talking all before last month and even all season long. It's only been a few months, but Pitching, 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 but actually the pitching hasn't been bad. Now it's really, it's really the run, the run scoring. Because yeah. now, like, no Albert Pujols and guys need to step up. Like Luis Valbuena needs to step it up. <laughs> I hate saying that, uh, but he needs to, he needs to come, he needs to start swinging the bat a little bit better. Like we know he can. Cole Calhoun's starting to come around. It looks like. Um, yeah, he had the two home runs on the uh, Thursday game against the. Um, if I remember, Thursday or Friday against okay. the. Um, Against the Twins, he had two right. two home runs, which was a great surprise because they're both off of lefties. Right, and I think that was the first time in, since Garrett Anderson, the uh, left-handed uh, batter, had two home runs off a of lefty in the same game. Mm. I think that's they said like in. Um, it would have mid, to be Garrett, maybe. Yeah, yeah. mid to late nineties. I think I, Oof, I forgot this. A long but time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know, and then he hits a home run the day that uh, Pujols hit his home run, mm-hmm. so. He's coming around. We need him to be a run producer. I mean, you know, a left-handed power bat would be nice, you know. Uh, but Valbrena brings that, and he needs to come around. Um, the one the one person, and, and I, I, he stood out to me in the last couple of months, has been uh, Martin Maldonado um, coming through yeah. offensively. Um, he has like four or five home runs, and it, it's kind of like, you know, when we picked him up, I think – you looked at his uh, his numbers from the year before. It definitely wasn't you. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know if we get two home runs from this guy and like 20 RBIs for the whole season, I'll be okay no, with right. it. I, yeah, I feel too. It was completely for his uh, behind the behind the plate, yeah, you know, ability. But yeah, he's he's has four home runs right now, which you know isn't great, but he's batting 270, which I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Is that he's he's. His batting average is, uh, I believe, is higher than his. his uh, I will, I will, average. I will take, I will take that any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Do yeah, two seventy exactly. for a guy behind the plate that we weren't expecting. That we, I mean, let's be honest, we were not expecting a two seventy hitter in Martin Maldonado. Nope. Two fifty maybe, yeah. uh, but the four home and then, I think a lot of his hits have come through in the clutch, like kind of mm-hmm. when we needed somebody to get on base. Right. Um, you know, I'm a coach. I'm a baseball coach, so I look at things. He's I like his swing pattern. Um, he try. He doesn't. It looks like he doesn't try to kill the ball. 
He tries to push the ball to the right side as much as he can, the right center field approach. He shortens up his swing with two strikes. It almost seems like every time I watch him in a game, he gets a hit, and that's pretty That's pretty yeah. damn consistent. Yeah, if you get at least one hit a game, yeah. you're going to be hitting over 300, yeah. <laughs> around 300. So, so that, that's, that's perfect. And, uh, but, again, we, you know, we could talk about it until we get blue in the face. Um, the run production for the Angels to have any chance has to come from somebody else right now that Mike Trout's not here. And, right. and, and Calhoun stepped it up. But Pujols has to be the guy, obviously, batting in that three spot now. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to be the one that carries us. And, you know, I don't know if he said he feels a, a lot better with his foot and his leg or whatnot. Um, you said it to me. It, it, it hurts you to watch him <laughs> run. Do you think there's maybe still some lingering effects that's I mean, maybe some, he's, he's or just, is it just him getting older? It's just him getting older. Him just being such a big dude, just in general. Right. I mean, I don't care, you know, how well you feel, you know, waking up in the morning. If you're a big dude and you've been running on those knees for – you know what, 13 years, 14 years, or however long he's been playing, and it's gonna take its toll. Right. You know, it's gonna, it's just gonna happen. You know, he's, he's definitely not the same guy that can, you know, leg out a double or go first to third when he first started with, uh, with, the Cardinals. But right. You know, at this point, you're not really look. Yeah, extra base hits are great, especially when they're home runs. But right now, you're looking for him to drive in runs when there's someone on second or someone on first. I think he needs to be your big RBI guy now. Yeah, I think so often. That's in the last few years. I, 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 oh man, I hate to, to be the, uh, the downer, the Debbie Downer, the negative Nancy here, but <laughs> I don't have the, 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 the faith in Pujols to be the run producer, obviously, because so often we've seen him ground into a double play. I hate being this fan. No, I, I you know, it's, but it's completely legit. Yeah. Like, I don't, there's been times where people come up to me and, and are, we talk on the internet or you know on Facebook pages and stuff like that, but you know there's one there's one way of being you know go team go, but there's another way of just being like you know realistically Realistic. you know like the conversation comes up now will he get um we reach seven hundred and it's like it's it's possible because if you look at you know his production and stuff yeah. like that he's averaging about thirty home runs since yeah. he's been with the Angels, but again too you got to take into account injuries and this and that where there probably are more likely to come up, but I do say, though, I think he is kind of taking the DH role and kind of making his own where before he was right. like, no, I'm playing first base, I'm playing first base, right. that's what I'm here for. But now, this year, I think the only time he's ever played first base is either due to an injury or we're in an NL park. Right, so New I think, York. Yeah, New York or Miami or anything like that. Yeah. But I think if he stays and he's comfortable playing in that DH role and he can do nothing but hit, I think you know it'll help out a lot. It'll be a lot less wear and tear on, on his joints and his foot. Yeah, he... I mean, he's still, like you said, his numbers, his power number, he he, he reminds me a bit of uh, Mo Vaughn only in the aspect where when we picked up Mo Vaughn, the year we picked up Mo Vaughn, he, he came off a 300 uh, batting seat. Like he was like, he might have won the MVP that year for Boston or he was in the high 340s batting average, 40-some home runs. Then he came to the Angels and the, the batting average went down, but the home run numbers are still there. Yeah, same um, with Albert. Yeah. I'll take... The 40 home run. He had 42 home runs last year or the year before. 41. Yeah, 40 and uh, 15. 40. Yeah, 40. 40. Yeah. And then 31 last year. Yeah, so he's hit in those 30 to 40 range with the Angels. And right. I'll take that. Um, it's only, like I said, when if I feel like when we have runners in scoring position in less than two outs, it seems like he presses a little too much to do something. Right. I, I don't know what it is, but um, – now more than ever, we're looking for him to be that guy, and and I I don't want to be skeptical, but I'm being realistic and saying, well, we take what we can. That's why the whole lineup and a whole combined needs to come together from from top to bottom. Um, Ey Junior has has been a kind of like a I don't want to say saving grace, but a pleasant surprise in that lineup. You know, yeah, um, filling in for um, from Cameron, right? Raven, that's that's who's that's, also on the DL. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Reports are he's gonna be back mid June, so mid this month. Oh man, you know so, he was he was he was starting he, to heat up, and yeah. he started to really take that leadoff spot and really be able to turn it into a a high on base guy. Right. And and he still leads the team in stolen bases. So whenever you have that threat yeah. on the base as a leadoff guy, you know if you can get on and steal second, then now you're you know running in scoring position with no one out, and you know Calhoun and Pujols coming up. So if he can come back and continue you know working that leadoff spot. 
the way he was before he went out, you know, that that will definitely help with the run production aspect of it. Yeah, and it surprised me that EY was getting the the at bats in the playing time over Ben Revere. Right. And um, but man, I mean, that that one game when EY against the help me out here. It, uh, when he hit the home run uh, to win the game. Was oh, it the Braves? I think it was the Braves, yeah. I think it was the... Uh... I'm not sure. It's escaping me right now. Yeah. Uh, but he came through clutch. Home run. Hadn't hit a home run since 2013, 2014. Yeah. Um, and even the game before that, I think he was 3 for 4. And then that game he was 3 for 4 too with a couple stolen bases. Um, so going back to that small ball type of mentality should help the angels out a little bit you know, it's getting on base creating havoc on the base pass using their speed going first to third when more now than ever we need we need that in our in our lineup and excuse us for any airplanes or helicopters that you hear hopefully you won't hear any blowers the so last time we were out here you heard a, a blower uh, blowing but we're outside we're enjoying this uh, nice weather here in riverside california um but more now than ever, we need to be able to use our speed to score runs, find different ways to score runs without the presence of Mike Trout in the lineup. A guy like Cameron Maybin who was tearing it up at the leadoff spot. I like Cameron in that leadoff spot because once we get everybody back, you can lead off with Maybin and then drop Escobar lower down. Because Escobar, right. to me, is not your prototypical no, leadoff not. guy. He's no. not fast. Um, no. He's not slow either, but he's not a guy that's going to create havoc on the base pass. Um you know, on a, on a double, he might not score from first, where right. Cameron Maybin on a double no. can score from first. Yeah, you, you, uh, I guess, in my eyes, I like the idea of Escobar being around the, the five, six, six hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just to, you know, because he does, uh, he can get on hot streaks where he right. is, you know, getting multi-hit games and, you know, right. back-to-back games. And that's great if you can have, you know, like an Albert on or a, right. or a, or a, um, Crone uh, or any one of those guys on base, and you can have him because he, he does a good job of if, if that pitcher leaves something in the zone first pitch, he has no hesitation about pulling the trigger and and swinging first pitch by by no means. Yeah, and yeah, that five six spot for him would be great because he's not much of a home run guy. He's no. a gap to gap guy, which means doubles. He's in that six hole. You got a guy on base, maybe like let's say Trout got on base with a single uh, in the three hole, and you know Albert pops up. Okay, there's two outs. Here comes, you know, if he's in the five-six hole, here comes Escobar hits a double. Trout's gonna score. Right. So exactly. more, more, more chances for Escobar to be a run producer more than a guy who's gonna get on base. Um, and then that does so much more for the top of the lineup. I mean, you can start maybe at one. I don't know who our two guy would be. I'm guessing. I think it'll still be Cole, especially if Cole he, Calhoun. Especially if he keeps on the yeah. streak he's on and he kind of gets back to where his production was the last couple of years. I think they. Still feel comfortable oh. with him putting him in the, leaving him in the two. Yeah, if he can be the guy from last year, the last few years, two is the spot. So you got Maven, Calhoun, Trout, Pujols. Then you can maybe go Valbuena. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whoever's playing first. Whoever's playing first. Crone, whatever. Valbuena, Crone. And then you got Escobar. Then, you know, Maldonado in that seven spot, maybe. And then eight. Would probably be Simmons. Simmons, and then and the second Espinosa. Yeah, Espinosa Pennington. Or Pennington. I don't know. I know Social likes those kind of high um, on base guys too, towards the bottom of the lineup, yeah. like like a Simmons. So now you have someone up in the eight hole that is able to at least get ahead and maybe flip the lineup back up right. to get you know. And talk made. about uh, Simmons being a still kind of being a consistent. I don't want to say a power threat, but. A solid bat in the lineup this season. Yeah, six, right? Yeah, he has six home runs already, which. Four last year, right? Yeah. Four all of mm-hmm. last year, six already. I don't know, his RBI total might be on pace to break last year's. I'm not sure what he finished with last year, but. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Because last year he only had 44 RBIs, and he has 23 oh, as dude. of this point. I mean, too, but you got to remember, he missed some time yet last year with, um, I think, actually the same injury that Trout has. Right oh, now, yeah, the, you're the, right. The surgery yeah. to, to his thumb. Yeah. When he uh, went for. Went for a grounder, dove, and kind of rolled it a little right, bit. Right, right. So, but yeah, still six home runs and twenty-three RBIs already. Yeah, it's it's he's definitely um, he's definitely doing a lot uh, <laughs> a lot more than we expected after last year. And his defense is always there. But yeah, it's... he's a uh, he's definitely helping out. He's helping out where he can. So realistically, when everyone in this lineup, you know, we, we haven't talked about it much. I mean, I guess we kind of have, but not to this extent. But you look at that lineup when everyone is healthy. It's not a bad lineup, dude. It's really not. 
the only crappy part is that you're the best team in, the, in baseball is in your division. I was, so, I was getting to yeah. that, too. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic, and I'll ask you this question. And I've, obviously, you're a, you're a moderator or a admin for Halo Haven, and mm-hmm. Halo Haven is a place where people can go and post their thoughts, a social media platform, just like Halo's Nation or whatever you got. But on there, I keep seeing this question. And, and people get mad. Like It's funny because oh, yeah. people get mad with each other. I see it. I'm sure you see oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it's like there's – I don't know names off the top of my head. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call anybody out anyway. But someone would put like, we're still in this. We, we, you know, we, we, we can't be this and blah, blah. And then someone would get mad and be like, are you ridiculous? We suck, blah, 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 blah. But realistically speaking, and let's be real, real, really real here, Daniel. What, are, what do you think are the chances the Angels might have a chance at one of those – Wild card spots. Wild card spots. Not the division. If I say division, I'll be like. We can forget. Let's be real. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah, unless Houston. I mean, Houston's. Just, and I don't mean to like you know start you know gushing over another team, but but, okay. but you look at them. They're forty-two and sixteen. Best sixteen. Best best uh, record in the in the league. Not to, not just the, the um not just the division or anything, but but the whole MLB. Their run differentials plus one hundred six. Dude, that's so. That's I mean. Insane. Good for them. They got some young stars on that team, and they're they're getting it clicking. As far as a wild card, I mean, we're only two and a half games out as we speak right now, right? And that's a, with a twenty nine and a thirty one record. So, if honestly, if we can somehow keep it within eight to seven games when Trout gets back, and we can kind of get, then I can see us making a little push, right? Because like honestly, like I don't see the. Uh, the other teams, I mean, after a certain point, you guys start competing against the other teams that are in the wild card spot. So you have a Boston, you have a Baltimore who's just struggling. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Tampa Bay are all the teams ahead of us. Seattle's tied with us right now. Same thing with Toronto. Um, you know, I kind of think Tampa Bay will kind of fade a little bit because I New York and so Boston is, is, are so strong of, of a team that that they'll fade. Um, and even Baltimore, I mean, they've struggled. But Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore, see, that, that NL East, I, or AL East, sorry, will, um, I think they'll kind of eat their own as far as New York and Boston are the, the top two teams in that division. So, you know, Baltimore and, Temp- and uh, Toronto will take a step back. Also Tampa Bay. Um, Cleveland, Detroit, I like their chances because Minnesota's the, the division right yeah, now. I... But I don't know how long that's going to stay because they had a – I don't think it was last year. I think it was two years ago where, where Minnesota was in first place almost to the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, yeah. they ended up dropping. And yeah. It, it was time. like a rock in water. It, 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 they, couldn't, they couldn't maintain. So, you know, if I, if I were to be honest and say we can stay around seven, five or seven games out of the wild card spot. When we get everyone back, we could probably make a late push and, right. you know, make it interesting. But, right. you know, so hopefully everyone else kind of eats their own and, and, and helps out a little bit. And, and see, to me, it's not so much – you're right. If they can kind of what steer the steer the wave, like ride that wave out when Trout's not here and, and stay competitive, uh, we'll stay close. But I don't think the – I don't think the lineup's a problem. Again, it's going to come down to that starting rotation because, man, I mean, we don't have a number one. Let's be honest. We don't have a number one. Our number one is in Alaska, I guess. Maybe Shoe. Shoe, I think – I think – But – they only say the last one we got to start opening day is because Shoemaker the pitch wanted another start because I think it was yeah getting, you know it's getting back normal after getting hit in the head yeah, with the ball he almost died so yeah brain so, surgery so no one can blame him for that but otherwise I think if everything was on the up and up I think you would probably say Shoe right Shoe. now Shoe and then um who is it uh, uh um, he's got roughed up this last time but um Nolasco no 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 why is his name. Meyer? No, uh, Ramirez. Oh, J.C. Ramirez. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's been pitching well. He had that rough outing the other day. But, but in this month of May, he was like, he was like 3-1 and one or something like that in the yeah. month of May, or 2-1. and one A lot of strike, high strikeout yes. guy. Chavez and Alaska give up way too many home runs. Well, I, the team as a whole. Well, yeah. yeah. But, God, dude, I, I posted, I, I don't know if it was on Halo Haven, and I was just like, wow, or just on my post, I said, Nolasco gives up way too many home runs. Yeah. And I got blasted for it, you know. And I'm like, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying I don't like the guy. I'm just, I was just being on it. Like, holy crap. Every time I watch a game, there's two or three home runs given up by Nolasco and Chavez. But they're battlers. Like, a lot of them are solo shots. Um, you just don't like to see the ball fly out of the park, I guess. It kind of no. morale. Not good for morale. But 
Uh, Chavez has been, to me, I think he's been okay. Um, right. He battles. He, he, he pitches into late into games for the most part. Um, but again, guys, like let's let's be. I, I understand the rah rah fan. I get it. But let's be honest. Like, what did we expect from these guys? In all honesty, we came into the season with not a real number one. Garrett Richards is our number one, and I really didn't have faith that he'd come through. And you know, it was everything was iffy with him. You know, right from the beginning, and so. Anything we can get from these guys is is a plus. Anything positive we can get from these guys is a plus. Um, Skaggs obviously being down is big, is key because I yeah. look for him to be really one of our our top pitchers in our rotation. Um, obviously, Garrett Richards going down, but I heard in a in a comment, I'm not sure on if it was on ESPN or on Fox Sports or somewhere, but the Angels, you know, Epler said they're not really they're not out of contention. They're going to be looking for some pitching. Doug Fister. Yeah, actually, I don't know where he's at. He's actually starting tonight at uh, Salt Lake. Okay. He's actually the, he's on the active roster. They put him on the active roster, you know, a couple hours before game time, and now nice. he's the uh, uh, starter tonight in Salt Lake. Okay. So see, that's one guy that I could see definitely adding depth to our rotation. Um, you know, I like Meyer, but he's real raw. He's real raw. Yeah. Real young. Tell. Um, tell. But God, there's promises there. Um, but that's again. If we're going to make a push to a wild card, do we honestly, can we honestly tr have trust in a guy like Meyer heading forward this season? We, we really can't. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's a rough, I mean, rough, rough road ahead. They're going to have to click on all cylinders for us to make a de decent run when Mike Trout comes back too, I mean, yeah, pitching-wise. I, I mean, I, my ideal is everything goes smoothly. Yeah, you're going to get roughed up here, but you're also going to be able to throw a couple gems here and there. I mean, yeah. it could... I could very easily say, "Oh yeah, we can we can be out of the wild card by Chalk gets back. We'll be like 15 out." Because I mean, by just the history of it, you look at the run production. Like you said, when Trout was out, has been out, and it just hasn't been the same. Yeah, you got that grand slam from Albert, which was a 600, which was great. But if you take away those four runs, that game is at what like five runs, which is cool. But all the other all the other ones are two to one, squeaking uh, by the Braves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. our, our run differential, like I said, I compared it to Houston. Houston's at plus 106. We're at negative 16. Oh. And, and just by comparison, Seattle's at negative five, or negative five. Texas is at negative two. So pretty much, to me, when I see that, is like when we win, we are squeaking by two-run, one-run games. When we lose, it's it's not a game where we're, we're close and maybe a hit late <coughs> will get us. It's, it's a five-to-one Six to two, kind of you know, four to zero game that right. that that we can't have on a consistent basis if we're realistically gonna try to make a run when Chalk gets back. Right. So a lot of things that need to go right, and like I said, I don't want to be the negative guy. I I just try to keep it as real as I can be. I'm I'm also the guy at a game, guys. So you know that doesn't move from his seat, and I don't really cheer very much. I'm not like, let's go. I'm not that guy. Yeah, no, neither am I. Like, if something guy, happens where yeah. it catches my eye, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And, like, I stand like up that, and yeah. clap for a home run. Yeah. Yes, I do that. But I'm not the, come on, guys, we can do it. I'm not that guy. So I'm sorry if I come off as, God, this guy's not a you know real fan. Bull crap. I was there when no one else was. But <laughs> I love that discussion. You're not a real fan. Like, yeah. what the heck? This, give me a definition of a real yeah. fan. Okay, I, cool. I can't stand that where they're like, come on, stand up. But you don't believe, believe in your team. I'm like, yeah, I do. But. Just never been that guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm realistic. I'm, I I like to keep it real. I don't want to. But I'm also not negative, too, because at the beginning of the season, I said, I said that this team, just looking at the names, I wasn't really looking at so much at the numbers, but just looking at the names, and I'm like, man, this team on paper looks pretty good, except for the pitching. Uh, ah, we could, we're better. This team is better or, or the same as that 2014 team that won the West. I don't see them any worse, you know. So I wasn't like totally writing ourselves out from the beginning of the season like a lot of people were, uh, but man, it just I just feel like a lot of bad things have been happening to the Angels this season. I don't know what you can blame it on. Maybe strength and conditioning. I don't know. Like what the heck is going on, man? I mean, Cameron Maven hit the DL. Um, there's been uh, Escobar just got back off the DL. Obviously, Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, and if you just look, and I think a lot of people, especially. Because baseball now is more a local game than a national game. Local crowds and local yeah. TV ratings are just as high as ever. But when you go to a national level, they're not what they used to be. Right. And I think you lose that when you too when you think of like 
injuries. Okay, our players. Oh man, look how injured we are. Look how injured we are. I'm like, well, then you can look over at the Mets. They're yeah. super Ooh. injured. Or you Dodgers. They're like you can look at every team has their own injury issues. So I don't necessarily think that we're snake bitten any more than than the next team. Yeah, maybe it sucks that it happened with Trout. Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. as far as like, oh, we have. You know, eight guys on the DL. Well, there's probably teams up there that have seven or nine guys on the DL, but, you know, it's kind of – you kind of hope it's not the big names and more of the yeah, guys yeah, on the yeah, bench. Yeah. I think that's like probably – Pennington or somebody. Yeah, maybe that's where we have yeah. a little bad luck. But as far as pe- – I hear – I see people, again, like post up, oh, we're so snake bitten. We're – you know, what, what are we going to do? We're so injured. I'm just thinking and I hear, you know, the Mets are a good example. They have, like, no pitching, just like uh, Syndergaard and uh, – uh, RV just just got back and he's yeah. still struggling. They had Cespedes, you know, was out for a long period of time. Still might be out. So it's it happens everywhere. I think people lose track of uh, lose track of that. That it's not just a us you know Angels deal. It, it happens all over the place. And you just kind of hope it doesn't happen to your big and, big bats. Yeah, and when it happened to Trout, it kind of elevated it to a whole another level, right. I guess, for everybody. Um, Speaking of injuries and returning from injuries, I mean, our our bullpen should be getting some help now. Cameron Grosjean, uh, is he back yet? Or is, uh, he's he's, actually, back, he's right? actually at the 66ers tonight, as okay. we speak. He wanted one more rehab start. Okay, so, so, the, um, so they're looking at now as Thursday, as his return date. Okay, Thursday. So, see, that's now, does he take over the closers role, or does it Bud stay with it? To me, my honest opinion I think Bud's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you keep Bud there until. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know how much, how much it was true, but I heard Socha say because he was going a bunch of uh, two out save opportunities for Bud, and they said he said something with his knee or his leg was kind of not not injured, but giving him issues. So I wonder if that will have anything to do with mm. the decision as far as um where you put Cam, Cam. When, uh, when he comes back. If you put right. him in the setup role, you put him in the closure role. But you know, but if like you said before, if Everything's good, and, and Cam has no problem. Because at the end of the day, Cam is going to be your future. Yeah. So if, if, if he it does says, no, I want the closure role, that's my role, you know, I don't see how you tell him, no, go sit and go sit in the bullpen, you're going to be the setup guy. But if Cam comes out and says, you know what, that's no problem, we'll ride the, ride the hot hand, then, yeah, keep him as a, as a setup guy. But, yeah, uh, but it's not doing a bad job at all, considering it's a job he's never, never done Never done. Yeah. And he's always coming in more than three out saves. Um, it almost seems like he comes in all the time. Like he, he, it, he almost seems like he's the ace of that bullpen right now because we go to him when we really need him. Like you know, oh crap, we need an out now. Yeah. Bring in Bud, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't, I never thought I'd say that coming into the <laughs> season when we saw that Bud Norris had made the team. Right. I there's no way I was. I looked at him to be the guy that fills in and spot starts when a oh, guy got hurt. Definitely, or a long guy out of the yeah. bullpen. Yeah. And now he's the closer, and he's doing a pretty damn good job of it. Um, and another guy that's caught my eye out of the bullpen since we're talking about him is um, Middleton. Oh, yeah. The uh, short relief kid. He was actually at 66ers last year. I remember seeing him there. Yeah. He's a mid-90s kid, 23 years old, um, 12, 12 and a third inning so far, only giving up three runs. Um, I want to say that came on that one game where he kind of struggled. Yeah, he, got, he gave up a run on his very first major league yeah. appearance. And he gave up a little stuff here and there, but as far as recently in his last, like, I think three or four games, he's right. been shutout innings, and he's had a, he's a big strikeout guy because he has good movement on his fastball, but he's a kid that I saw, I've seen come up, and I was like, oh, cool, he's getting a start. I remember when he was at Sixers, and then the first outing, he got roughed up a little bit, gave up a run, but he seems like he's slowly getting better and getting um, more comfortable with, you know, the big league team. Yeah. And uh, so sure put him in his first, I guess you would say, high leverage situation um, a couple games ago with, like, you know, where they're up by one or they're down by one, so it's important for him to keep it where it's at. Don't let it get to to uh, don't let it get to a blowout. And he did. He, he struck out the side, and he was good. So 23 years old, I'm interested to see how this kid will um, progress, not only this year, but, you know, in the future as far as – because he, he has a really good arm. Yeah, it's a really live arm, young. He can only get better. Um and then, you know, so young being in the big leagues, he's going to pick up a lot. And uh, so the bullpen itself, I, I, it's it's been a it's like a patchwork bullpen that's done its job. Um, Blake Parker's another guy who a lot of people give him – I don't know why a lot of people give him a hard time. He seems to do a decent job for me. I, I just think you can't extend him longer right, than he yeah. should. He's like an inning – Yeah. Two-thirds of an inning kind of guy. Right. right. And Alvarez – 
you know. But Parker, to me, is a guy that like socialized bringing in the seventh inning, maybe get those three outs. Mm-hmm. It's it's been it's happened a few times where he's left them in for the eighth, and that's when he like either rocked the guy, gave up a hit here and there, and it started to blow up on him. And uh, oh, got a wasp landed in here. Uh, it kind of blew up on him a little bit here, but I I have faith in Parker moving forward as being a seventh, sixth, seventh inning guy gets yeah. three outs, move forward to move to the next guy, next guy. When Houston Street comes back, I don't know what. I haven't heard any. I know that he was planning to come back around the same time Cam did. They had their whole um, uh, like Cam was going to go to Sixty Sixers and Street was at Salt Lake to do their rehab, and then uh, Street had a setback. With his oblique injury, and then that's the last I heard. They haven't. He hasn't pitched again as far as um, in a game. He's been working out, but uh, so I don't know as far as right. when that timetable has started. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Comeback. I'm not really banking on him much as far as you know. I, right. They've been doing a good job without him. A decent job. Good enough job. And I, I like you said, uh, Cam's going to be the guy moving forward anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know, with Cam coming back is a big plus. But like I said. Alvarez has done a damn good job being that situational guy. Um, that one game where Marte dropped that ball in first base, you can't blame Jose yeah. for or uh, Alvarez for that. That changes the whole thing because now, yeah. you have two outs and nobody on. Nobody on. Now you have you know, guy on first. Next guy gets a hit. Now you're on first and second. Yeah, and it's kind of it has to mess with you. Like I've never pitched before. So I, I can only imagine that it kind of has to mess with your confidence. Like, I did everything right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forced the pop-up, easy pop-up, and it, it drops. And now there's a guy on base now focused on that guy at first when, you know, a lot of these relievers don't really deal with that a whole lot because they're in one in and one out. So right. usually if everything goes right, there's no one on base. Right. You can just, you know, get through the side and then you move on. So, yeah, that was hard to see because yeah. I just heard a bunch of stuff, too. Oh, oh Alvarez this, Alvarez is terrible, this and no. that. Like, the, but the the time before, the inning before where he, you know, did a great job. He came in, got the lefties. and Yeah. So it's just kind it of. Would, see, that game, I remember I remember perfectly. Uh, came in, got struck out two lefties, big, with the runners in scoring position. Struck him out. Next inning, got the first guy out real easy. Yeah, first like first pitch. Yeah. Come back here to the mound, and it was a really yeah. easy out. Yeah. Then the next one. It's a weak fly ball that should have been caught. Bob Wayne would have caught it. Um, weak <laughs> fly ball that should have been caught. I'm, you know, he could have caught it, but of course he's a pitcher. He's not going to catch it. Marte drops it. The next batter comes up and hits a uh, opposite field, like not a squibber, but it was kind of like a slap. Yeah. A slap softball yeah. <laughs> double down the left field line um, that, you know. Just kind of, I don't want to say fluky, but it was kind of fluky. That was a double. So now you got second and third and one out. And then, you know, and then that's when the ball starts to roll. It's snowball effect. Right, exactly. And you can't blame him for that. I personally, Alvarez to me is a big part of that bullpen. And if, if, I don't know how far back of an Angel fan you are, but I mean, I, I got all this knowledge up here from past seasons. The Angels never have really had a. I don't know, a situational, really good lefty since Mike Holtz. And I don't know if any of you guys remember Mike Holtz, but, you know, we had guys like uh, uh, Sean Weiss who was, you know, but that guy, he was a starter that converted into a, a reliever in his career. But Alvarez is that situational guy that you bring in, left-handed guy, gets the left-handers out. He would have been the guy that would have faced Barry Bonds if Barry Bonds is still playing, you know. So um, he's a big part of that bullpen. And uh, and if you're going to win games, you're going to need a good bullpen. And for the guys that the Angels have, the names, you look at the names, you, you give the, the, the list of our bullpen to a to a fan of the Cardinals, and they won't probably know one guy on earth. <laughs> but you know what? They've done To me, they've done a decent job for right. what you know who they are, and, and I, hopefully they can continue. We're only going to get better with Cam Bedrosian coming back. Uh, and then when Doug Fister comes into the rotation, I don't know if someone's going to move into the bullpen. Or a guy down. just gets sent down to the Myers, like a Meyer. Or... I think probably maybe a Meyer might get sent down. Yeah. I can see that. But, um, yeah, I, I just uh, – the bullpen, I think we'll – like any bullpen, like I don't care if you're the best bullpen or the worst bullpen, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're right. going to have weeks where you guys – their lights out and, you know, they come in, they get everyone out, you go home, and there's going to be some times where, you know, a bad luck happens, a drop ball, a, a – a, single that just somehow gets through you right. know it, it, it just happens it's just the way it, the baseball is 162 games it's 
you're gonna see a little bit of everything as as the season goes on. So I'm not I'm not too worried, especially with the guys we were gonna be able to get back as far as Cam and then hopefully Houston, uh, hopefully soon before the All Star break. But uh, yeah, so if we can get the starting pitching down, that yeah. that'd be even better. Well, that you know the bullpen's only gonna do as good as the starting rotation because if the starting rotation throws three innings three nights in a row. Yeah. And then the bullpen has to come in and, and you know, that obviously that doesn't help the bullpen any. Um, again, I mean, I, it, we sound like a broken record here, but the pitching, I'm more worried about the pitching than our starting lineup, you know. Right. And people so, oh, people get so upset at the Mike Sosha. Oh, my God, can he keep a consistent lineup? And and why bought this and that? Sure, I'm, I get just as mad, at, you know, with that as anybody else. But I, you can't almost can't blame Mike either with the injuries that we've had and the guys that we've been missing. Yeah, you're always trying to play. See you what you can you're get. Always just trying to play. You know what? What's going to cause a spark? What can? Yeah. What can change it up? You know? What? I mean, besides when when Trout's healthy and Albert, besides that, you don't really necessarily have defined um, guys to be like, oh, they hit here, they hit here. Yeah. And you're kind of hoping that was going to be maybe with the leadoff <laughs> spot when he was heating up. Right. To where okay, maybe everything will change around. But those three guys, maybe in the leadoff, Trout in the three, and Albert in the four, would stay consistent. Right. But now with 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 Maven out and Trout out, now it <laughs> seems like the only consistent you have is now Albert moving up to the three spot and yeah. just trying to figure out, you know, matchup wise, history wise. Oh, this guy plays this pitcher better, so let's maybe let's move him up. You're right. This right. guy struggles against lefties. Okay, let's move him down. Right. There's so much more. And I know I hear a lot of that leave the lineup from more of the, I don't want to say old people, but like the older old school crowd. Right. And I I just don't think sometimes they don't take into account that unless your offense is absolutely killing the ball at the point. Right. Why change it? Yeah. Why yeah. change it? Kind of. But if if it's struggling and you're trying to figure out a spark, why not go look at kind of the stats and say, oh, hey, this guy is struggling against our, this pitcher, so let's you know, right. drop him down to exactly. the seventh. Or this guy's, wow, he's lit this guy up. He's yeah. batting over 400 against this guy. Let's move him up to the, you know, to the two spot or to the you know, four spot. Like, I have no problem with the, with the movement. It's not like, like I said, it's not like we're killing the ball, killing the ball, and you know what? I'm going to put this guy here right. and that guy there now. It, it, to me, you try as a coach, you try as a manager to try to figure out what your team – Needs and if it needs a spark by a guy batting in the two hole that doesn't hit normally in the two hole, then that's what it takes. It. Yeah. yeah, you play to win that day. You play to win that game. That's how I see it. I mean, right. Yeah. Lefty starting. You're obviously not going to start Valbuena. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I, come on. Unless Valbuena's batting 380 against that lefty. Yeah, and he's then, on. A, you know, yeah. he's on a super tear. Yeah. He's in the ball well. Then yeah, you, you roll with right. it. But if he's just you know. Being you know the average player or whatever, then yeah, you probably would you know take him out and put a crone in and yeah. and see what happens. Take your chances there, and then if, if the opportunity presents itself, then it, you can pitch hit later in the game mm-hmm. when the righty comes in. Then you do it. So right. I, I, I don't mind the the yeah, I don't, of the lineup. I don't I don't see it being a huge problem. The only thing I'd be mad at is if like Mike Trout was on the lineup and he kept getting moved from three to four right, to exactly. two to yeah. one to three. If, if your main players are, yeah. are staying pat. Then that's I mean that's all I see is like okay cool Trout's there Fools there boom yeah. easy yeah it's 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 the the just the other role players like if you want to use a basketball term that I don't mind them moving around but Sosha for all the movement he does he doesn't move those those anchors he doesn't move those Trout's he doesn't move those pool horses around he, they they know where they're gonna hit day in and day out so as far as those guys those guys are always consistent in this spot absolutely so I mean with in all I mean. All cylinders had a, got a click now, boys. They they, they got to go for it now. We just finished up the the four game homestand against uh, Minnesota and you know and the Braves. And the Braves. Uh, we I mean out of four we we took one from the Twins. So yeah, you know that kind of you know we're what at twenty nine and thirty. We are at. I had yeah, it here. Yeah, 29-31. 29-31. Now, now we're playing the, the tough teams. So you got Detroit, Detroit, which we're playing right now as we speak of the time that we're recording. We're actually we're up 1-0, top of the third. Um, so it's June 6th right now. So if you guys are listening to this later, uh, we got uh, Detroit for three. And then, then we go to Houston, Houston for three. three the weekend series, yep. And then we come back home with no break. Um, we play the Yankees for three in the middle of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
And then we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Royals. I'll try to make it out to one of those KC games. Um, yeah, and then then we hit the road again. Then we New York again on the road uh, for three. Then Boston, and then we finish off the end of the month uh, home and home, uh, home and home, or what do they call that? Home and yeah, home and home against the Dodgers. Two uh, and two. Two and two. So and then we finish up the month with Seattle, but. I'm looking at these teams. Detroit's a tough team. Um, we've played them. We played them decent last time. We can. Of course, we had Mike Trout on the lineup, yeah, but we split. We went two yeah. and we split the series with them. And then Houston, obviously, man, they're did they lose yet, or are they still on a winning streak? They still have one ten in a row. So or eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. They're hot. Um, we got Houston for three at home or on the road, and then the Yankees are they're a damn good, they're a decent team. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think? What's the best case scenario with this? Let's say starting today till the end of the Kansas City series. What's so, the best case scenario for you? You think we could somehow muster a 500, maybe? I don't even know about 500 because I, again, not trying to be yeah. the kind of what you're saying, Debbie Downer, but Houston, I don't see how we get one against Houston right now. They are just on fire. And um, I just, I just, with our struggles. I mean, we played them earlier last month in May, and we got one out of four, or one out of three, and that's with what you would perceive as a full lineup with Trout and yeah, Maven, Maven and all that stuff. Yeah. I say I say go over three, maybe get one in New York, and KC is slowly training around, so maybe you get two there, get split there, so that gives us three Ugh. out of the next what three six. I'm bad at math. Thirteen. Thirteen games. Ooh. So, New York is just New York to me is very hit or miss with their offense. Yeah. When they are on, they can crush the ball as well as anyone right, else. Right. Right. Judge is a freaking beast. Yeah. Um, like Sanchez. Said, yeah. Casey is turning it around. They have they have to really slow start. They're turning it around. So I can see us getting two there. But with New York and Houston, I see us going one, maybe two out of two and four, one and five with that series, just because. I mean, if we can get one out of Houston, I'd be happy with one out of Houston. Yeah, because absolutely. If we can be the ones to break up the streak, then all right. Oh, man, if we can get one, yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. The Yankees, like you said, man, it, I could see us maybe taking two, but it would it would take a lot. I mean, you're, you're right. It's hit and miss with that. Kansas City, I think, is our real maybe a split. Right, that's what I think. I think it, I think it'd be they'd be yeah. a split. Um, and but then it doesn't get any any better because then we got New York again, then Boston, and then the Dodgers. I mean that it's not this is not the uh, easy end of the of month of June for us no. at all. Um, hopefully by then though, you know maybe 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 will be back. Right. Uh, maybe Fister will be in our rotation by then. Maybe give us quality innings. I don't know. Keeping our fingers crossed for that. I'm probably gonna I'm gonna go to that now. Get make a phone call to Luis. Uh, I want that rookie uh, blanket. Oh, the rookie of the year. Yeah, rookie of the year blanket in New York. Um, so I'm, I'll probably go to that New York game, and I'll probably try to go to a game against Kansas City yeah, later in the at, week. I'll be at a Kansas, well, a Kansas City Saturday game. The sure. okay Saturday the seventeenth. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna try to make it out to at least the Friday or Saturday against the Royals. I'll definitely be on win, at Wednesday's game. Um, get that blanket, um, man. End of the month of June, we'll have another podcast. Well, I'm, we're going to try to get another podcast next week with the cure. We'll have the curator on as well to join uh, myself and Daniel. We'll have a little roundtable discussion. Uh, you know, talk more in depth about certain things. And we'll, we'll actually what, what I'll do is I'll post um, on uh, Halo Haven, or maybe we can get Chris or yourself to post, and maybe we can get some. If anyone has some questions that they might want to oh, ask. Uh, we could try to give our opinion. Obviously, we don't right. have answers. We have opinions. It's an opinion <laughs> show. But if you guys have any questions or whatnot, and I know Chris likes to, Chris likes to uh, to be a what's the word that uh, for Chris? Uh, he likes to uh, spread his his wealth of what he's got, or he's you know, and I do too. So then we can have like a little trivia type thing, and I, we can give something out or whatever. Um, but we're, we're going to try to do that next week. Um, so we'll have more in depth. We'll get into certain topics. We won't be this this podcast, I wanted to kind of touch base on everything, kind of just kind of everything that's been happening, and then next week maybe we'll just get into certain topics. You know, we'll talk about certain players, maybe get more in depth certain players or whatever. Um, and like I said, maybe we'll ask questions or take questions and and, and answer those. Um, 
and then hopefully I'll start. It's going to start slowing down for me, guys. I've been coaching the intermediate little league team, and we've had, we had tournaments, and it was just nuts, man. I, I haven't really been home in the last like three weeks, and it's been crazy. But now that All Star started, I they I stepped away from coaching. I'll help at the practices, but I stepped away from the coaching because I didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, yeah, I need I need a break. And so now the podcast hopefully will start will start weekly weekly thing again. Um, and and it's always good to have Daniel on. The last one I had with with Chris was awesome. So I'm looking to have Chris back on. I know Jason Kroom, um wants to get on as well. So Jason, I'll get at you too. Maybe you can do. You, you want to come over? Um, one a long time ago, uh, I wanted to get a real big roundtable discussion with a lot of people. So maybe that will happen eventually. But hopefully next week it'll be us three nice. with with the curator on, and then again we'll just we'll get into certain topics and whatnot. Before we leave, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that maybe you you want or you had something to say or? Because I know I. I just wanted to gotta just grasp everything all in one, but it's kind of hard when, man, you start talking about something, and you're like, oh man, I forgot about this. Yeah. Especially the way the season's been going for us so yeah, far. Yeah, I think we. I mean, for the most part, we touched everything that we needed to. I just some of the. And I don't mean to put them out there, but I guess Street had a, a tweet uh, a week ago, a couple weeks ago, kind of just saying the attendance and how you were disappointed in the attendance and. Wow. And that kind of sucked just because of the fact that you look at it, and we're in Riverside right now, and a lot of the schools haven't been out right. of school yet. Right. So, not saying that he, you know, that the attendance has been great by no means, but, you know, baseball's a summer sport, so let's see what happens in the summer. People get out there for yeah. the summer. I know the yeah. teams are probably going to be struggling. I know the team's probably not going to be what you expected right. coming into it, but me as a fan, I've never gone to a game or, or go to games to expect a certain outcome of the game. Like right. I go to enjoy the right. the game itself and just the kind of the ambiance. Yeah. The, the scoreboard, the the music between innings. Just the, being the, there, period. The yeah. socializing with people, seeing right. people, they like, oh wow, they were here last time we were here too. Just you know, if yeah. you have a chance, go. And I and I know the Angels are probably gonna be struggling. And I know Trout's not gonna be there, but go and see a game. Go. Right. Enjoy yourself. Have a hot dog or something like that. But you know, I think some people lose that. Lose that want to, lose that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, that desire to go to a baseball game because, oh, our team's not doing so well. I was like, you yeah. know, if, if, if you really want to be part of the team and you really want to feel like, you know, you're making a difference, go to a game, watch the game, enjoy the game. You know, it's just, I know with school game now, that might be a little bit easier with people with, paint, with uh, kids, but just go out and enjoy yeah. it. Don't go expecting a certain outcome because – you know, in yeah. baseball, a lot of times you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, or expecting like a nail-biting game. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, if it happens, great. There have yeah. been games where it's come down to the very end, and I've, I left there being super excited because, like, wow, that was a great game. And there's been times where we left where we lost, like, 7-1, to one, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah. well, you know, but, you know, at the end of it, I can always look back and say, well, I'm still glad we went. I'm still glad that we went and experienced you know, this time at the ballpark. So right. just, you know, the tennis thing, people get kind of weird out about it. Like, oh, what kind of fans are we? It's like, you know what? Take it slow. You know, summer's not here yet. Right. You know, so go and enjoy a baseball game this summer. Just go and have fun. Yeah, and I'll touch on that a little bit. Like you said, like, you know, kids maybe not being out of school. Like me, man, like, I consider myself one of the biggest Angel fans in the world. And, I, have, dude, I can go to a game for free. But I haven't gone because right. I've been busy. There's a lot of people like me that have just maybe they're coaching little league. Yeah, I can't go. I get up at four in the morning. Now that the little league's done, maybe I can start going to more games. I plan on going to more games now. Like you said, it's just that happens. You know, you, you life gets in the way, and and you know, you know, your schedule starts to open up a little more. You should go to games. Um, but man, um, Angel Stadium. I remember going when there was maybe a 10,000 people was a lot on a Friday night. You know what I mean? You're right, yep. And so we're so used to the 35,000 plus now. Right. Where it's just like if, if we get 30,000 or 28,000, we're like, oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> to me, when I was going to games in like 1992 or 1995, 96, 97, and they would do the guess the attendance, and it'd be like, 
18,000, 17,000, 16,000. I'd always go for the 16 because that was more than likely going to be the answer. 16,000 on a Friday. Friday night was big. So I think we all got a little, I don't want to say, well, I guess we got used to it, but we got a little spoiled with the whole, this crowd, like a large amount of crowds. And sure, um, winning divisions helped us a lot. I mean, you know, Vladimir Guerrero. Oh, congratulations to Vladimir Guerrero, by the way who will be the 15th member of the Angels Hall of Fame, uh, August 26th, I believe, is the date. Um, uh, but, yeah, having a guy like Vladimir Guerrero help us out. Now Mike Trout's helping the attendance. Now that he's hurt, maybe a lot of people won't go. That's we'll, we'll separate the real fans from the fans that just want to see Mike Trout. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, attendance will work itself out. Um, there's a lot more. Hey, Houston, you came from San Diego, bro. I know a lot of people don't go there. I've been to games there where it's like, oh, it's a beautiful park, but there wasn't too many yes. people there. Um, so that'll work itself out. But touching on Vladimir Guerrero again, one of the greatest angels in team history, uh, won the MVP in 2004, a couple silver sluggers. Was he the All-Star Game MVP, or did he just win the Home Run Derby? Uh, Do you know I know him? that Garrett won the Home Run Derby. He won the Home Run Derby and the MVP. I'm not sure about Vladimir. I think Vladimir won the Home Run Derby in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if he was the MVP that season of that All-Star game. Um, but he was one of the greatest Angels of all time. Um, a lot of heavy speculation on when he joined, when he makes the Baseball Hall of Fame, what hat he's going to wear. People are like, he's going to be an Expo. A lot of people said he's going to be an Angel. He said it once before that since there's not a team in Montreal, he, was, he would wear the Angels hat. But then, then there's been mixed kind of signals. I don't know what hat he'll be wearing. Um, it's up to the player. That, that sucks. He has to make that decision. Yeah. Um, obviously, his numbers are better in Montreal because he spent, I think he two spent more. like, yeah, two, two more years, years there. Um, but, again, you got to remember, he didn't make the playoffs. He didn't win an MVP until he got to the Angels. And his name kind of got, boom, you know, elevated to the whole nother level. Um, I'm crossing my fingers for Angels because – the only other person that should have worn a hat in Cooperstown of the Angels should have been Nolan Ryan, and he didn't. So, crossing my fingers for Vladimir Guerrero. Um, did you happen to find out if that if Vladimir won? He didn't. They just have him as a MVP, like you said, nine-time All-Star, eight-time Silver Slugger. Okay, award. okay. Maybe I maybe I'm. I know he had a home run in the All-Star game. I think. Yeah. 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 But either way, um, no, he did win the home run derby in Pittsburgh. I remember him raising that trophy over his head. I'm going to have to check now. It's one of those things where if you don't get it, then yeah. it's I'm like, it's, bo it's bothering me. It's the Home Run Derby. I'm Googling that. Sh I'm GTSing it. Home Run Derby champions. Let's see. All right, here we go. I'm going to, damn it, I'm going to find out. All right, here we go. Here we go. Got it right here. Uh, Cespedes has won it two years in a row, huh? Yes, yeah, so Vladimir Guerrero in 2007 at AT&T Park. So it was in Boston. Boston. Or, uh, no, AT&T is San, Fran San Francisco. He, let's see, he hit, his longest was 503 feet. He hit, looks like he hit, he only hit 17. That's a really low mark. Must but have been that year where they had that weird uh, three out rule, remember? Yeah, they always try to mess with it a little bit. But AT&T Park too, because usually that, that event towards the nighttime and that, Park is right there on the on the um, bay. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if the marine layer kind of crept in a little bit after a while. Right. So he won it in 2007. It says that uh, Dino Ebel was his pitcher, and uh, the biggest streak was 14. So he had, wait, that doesn't make sense. Oh no no no! I'm looking at home runs after the also. Okay, my bad. So yeah, he won the uh, home run derby in 2007. So Vladimir Guerrero much deserved the first. Guy to wear 27 that really well. Darren Urstadt wore 27 at one point as well. People forget that. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to get into my weird <laughs> facts and trivia that are in my brain, useless facts uh, that are up here. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say. I think we touched touched on all aspects of Angels up until right now. Uh, we touched on what's happening in the next few weeks. Um, next week, hopefully, we'll get. Like I said, Chris Security or Johnson on with us, and we'll get into depth on certain topics. And then uh, we'll see, hopefully by then, we'll see where they're at. Hopefully we're wrong and they 
for some reason pulled off like oh, I hope I am. eight I, straight yeah, wins. I hope I am. I'll yeah. be the first one to say I was yeah. if that happens. I'll t- I'll, I would take that any day of the week, man. I'm telling you. Um, but no, Daniel, thank you for joining me. As always, a, a blast. This is my, way easier to do it with somebody else than by myself. <laughs> Cause then I feel like I'm rambling by myself. Like, know, yeah, there's no no back and forth. Yeah, I'm like, just... yeah, because I do the wrestling podcast with my buddy, and that and that goes by fast. You know, it's right. just oh, like yeah. with that. It, when I do this by myself, I'm at like the 20 minute mark, and I'm like, holy crap! I gotta fill. Yeah, gotta fill. Uh, audio clip, audio clip. Yeah, but no, it's it's always a pleasure, and um, you know, hopefully we can do it again next week. Yeah. The ambience, ambiance. If we if we do do it next week, the ambiance would be better because we'll be at the at the Halo Haven. Exactly. With the curator's uh, museum of Collection. angels, yeah, uh, I got one up on on Chris. Finally, I could say that I picked up a, a Nolan Ryan four no hitter bobblehead. He doesn't have it yet, but I'm sure he's working on it. Um, he worked hard to get a, that uh, rally that rally monkey, monkey figure. That they gave out the All Star game. There was only he said something like there's only 200 given out. See, so I don't. He was, he was working super hard. He said for the last couple of years trying to find that. And he, <laughs> he finally got uh, got one, and now he's. Super excited there's, about that. There's no way that I could like get something like that. Right, that, that yeah. That's just, that's only the curator. curator hashtag the curator strikes again. Um, but there's a lot of... I've recently just started... Not recently. I've been collecting bobbleheads for a while. But going to Halo Haven has inspired me like, oh, I need to get more. What am I doing? My game, set my <laughs> game up. So, yeah, that bobblehead was, it was big for me. So, um, that bobblehead was big for me. And uh, looking now to pick up a few other ones that I, I need. I also need the, um, there's a Mike Trout, uh, was there one where Mike Trout's holding the MVP trophy? There's one where... Or is that what, because really I'm looking for stadium giveaway ones. Yeah, see, the, there is one where he's holding the MVP orb, that's like the one you purchase since, because we okay. had that one. Okay. There's the one we purchased that, that's the one you purchase like inside the... Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside the gift so shop. So it's not a giveaway. See, I'm really, yeah. I'm not really into the the ones where you don't get at the games, right? You yeah, know? we uh, have. That's the only one that we personally have. Right. That wasn't a here uh, giveaway kind of deal. Right. So big, a big thank you to my buddy Chris, uh, not the curator, my Chris, Chris Ramos for hooking it up with a wall catch mic trout. One post on social media, and I got hit up by like a bunch of people, and I got this one. I got even a buddy of mine was trying to sell me the the trout wall catch for ninety bucks. I'm like, I'm not gonna wow, give you ninety yeah. bucks, bro. Like, no, that's not going to happen. I'm like, if I really try, I can find it. Um, C-Rob came through big time. I was like, no way. people, too, are on there just for trade, too. Yeah. People are always looking for something here and there. Yeah. I was, like, totally willing to trade any of the doubles that I have because I got a lot of doubles. So if you guys out there are bobblehead collectors and maybe there's one you want and maybe I have it and you got something I want, I'm definitely willing to trade with you guys, like, Anything really. Uh, the only ones that are off limits are the ones I only have singles of. <laughs> so that one I'm not. Those aren't gonna give. I'm not gonna give away. But um, I also have picked up another Angels thing, and I haven't. I, have, I just picked it up the other day. Um, kind of fell into my lap, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll show it to you right now, Daniel. But I'll I'll send a picture to Chris. He'll be wowed by this one. <laughs> but other than that, man, thank you guys for joining us on the All Angels podcast. Uh, make sure to um, look for the link uh, on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, John, M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-O, or on Instagram, at Halos, that's the Halo. Halos, Halo. Halos Fan 1524 oh. and then where can they follow Halo Haven and yourself uh, and all that? Twitter for Halo Haven is just Halo underscore Haven, and then my personal one is uh, for Twitter is at DanGarcia87. So, if, again, like, kind of like we were saying before, if, if, you know, if anyone has a question or wants our opinion on something, you know, you can tweet at us, and then you know we'll make sure that we uh, try to answer what we can the next time we all get together and we have that that the roundtable. So yeah, that's probably sure. the easiest way to um, for us to uh, communicate as far as back and forth with people that have questions. Right, and then we'll answer. We'll give you our opinion, and uh, we're, we're more than happy to do that. And also, um, what was that one? Oh yes. Uh, www.spreaker.com look up username johnny j-o-h-n-n-y mags m-a-g-s johnny mags there you can find all the shows the all angels podcast you can find the blazing malfunsky wrestling podcast the music podcast that i was doing for a while i was burning myself out i had people (laughs) that music podcast dude was 
I had, oh man, I, I, I loved it, but it was just like, I was getting all these requests for songs and people were getting mad at me because I didn't play their song. Uh, I'm at work and you didn't play my song. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. But you can listen to the back episodes of that podcast and the, the back episodes of the All Angels podcast for, that I started like two years ago. Um, and then obviously Blazing Malfunsky about almost three years now. You can listen to the back of that and then follow uh, www.epicradio.com. Uh, TV.com, where you can find uh, the wrestling podcast every Thursday from five to seven, five to, or seven to eight, and then my show with Hook Vicious, the Punk Corner, on www.epicradio.tv every Thursday from five to seven, the Punk Corner. Other than that, thank you guys for joining us, Dan. Again, thanks for jumping on. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Hit us up on all the social media platforms if you can. That's it for this episode of the All Angels Podcast. Catch you guys next week. Peace. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.